Hey team, it's Kelly from Unsportsy. You know, the podcast that helps normal everyday people like you and me make sense of this very nonsensical thing we call sports. This week, we're talking to Joe and Jesse about something that they're very, very, very passionate about. And no, it's not Joe's propensity for hitting small animals with golf balls or Jesse's obsession with his family's Astrovan. This week, we're talking about D.C., as in Washington, D.C., as in Washington, D.C., home of the flying... Red Wings. The home of the Flying Red Wings. In my journey to understand sports, if there's one thing I've realized, it's that people love the sports team of the town or city that they're from and hate the rival city's sports team or something like that. Sometimes it's not actually a sports team that's in the same state or even nearby. Sometimes it's a sports team that's far away. But anyway, this week, join me, Jesse, Joe, and Wiki Jim for a deep dive, actually a very short, quick dive, into the world of what it means to be a Washington, D.C. sports fan. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona. No, okay. Um, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Unsportsy. We're here around the podcast table. And to my right, I have... Jesse. Joe, the magician Schumacher. Wiki Jim. We're all to your right. <laughs> Everybody, we're in a straight line. Nobody's making eye contact. <laughs> Every, we're staring straight ahead. <laughs> everything you own in a box to the right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Beyonce reference. Okay. So here we are, and we're going to try something a little fun that may become a recurring series, as we've talked about, where I've noticed this theme. Let me tell you about this theme. Different cities all have their thing, you know, like in Chicago, when the Cubs won, I wanted to blow my brains out because people were so happy all the time. And I felt like this is unfair. I should be able to walk down the street and not be assaulted by images of Cubs fans. What are you like Scrooge McDuck or something? (laughs) Were you just like out with a cane and a monocle? Like all that to say, all that to say, I will say that when the Cubs won and we'll talk about Chicago on another episode, but let me talk about us right now. When the Cubs won, the news, the local news did a segment about these people who had been waiting their whole life lifetimes for the Cubs to win and they were going to the friendly circus or whatever it's called outside of Wrigley Field and like putting memorials to their dead relatives who had hoped for the Cubs to win and all and that kind of thing is fun to me not that people die but like that you would memorialize people and that like all they wanted was for the Cubs to win all that to say all cities. <laughs> I hated seeing everyone celebrate me so happy. I want to see more people writing in shock dead. about their dead loved ones. <laughs> there must be a way to keep Christmas from coming. I'm Kelly McCubbs. Uh, anyway. anyway, so I want to hear from you two, Joe and Jesse, because I know you guys are diehard uh, Washington, D.C. fans of all sh- sports shapes and sizes. You, In fact, our listeners might not know, but you guys had... 
um, my dad might not know, you guys had a, uh, a web series for a while, a YouTube series about the Redskins. Is that right? We did. It was called Redskins Breakdown. And basically, Joe and I would watch a football game together afterwards, drunkenly and angrily just hit record and just vent all of our feelings for the dumpster fire that took place in front of us for four hours. It was mainly a vehicle for us to sell T-shirts that uh, we would get at like 10 cents and then resell them for $10 a shirt. That was really the... The main focus of the whole gimlet, if I bet you will. you guys made a killing. We we did. It a was ploy. We're going to to try sometime on Unsportsy. Oh yeah, you guys be ready. We're gonna set up a merch shop with all kinds of crap. If you want merch, rate and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, and then write in the comment what kind of merch you want. It's Make, yours, and we'll send you something sweet, even if it's a branded flamingo. Okay, so. Um, I'm going to actually ask you guys a series of rapid fire questions. I know you could go on all day, but rapid fire questions related to DC sports, your experience of DC sports and any like fun things that people not from DC wouldn't know about certain legends and that kind of thing. Sound good? Fire away. Fire away. All right, let's get started. Jim has time on the clock, the proverbial clock that is. And we're going to start with. Who are the major sports teams in D.C.? What are the sports that are played there in the major teams? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll start, take this one to start, Joe. So we have, in football, like we just mentioned, the Washington Redskins, who are just a dumpster fire of an organization. Everyone hates the owner. Everyone hates the team name, us included. It's just a disaster. So that's football. Yep. Uh, Joe, you want to take basketball? Sure. We have the Washington Wizards, formerly the Washington Bullets, uh, which was renamed in the 1990s because of the soaring gun violence in D.C. So they had a contest to change the name of the team. Yes. And the team name was revealed on like our local news station. And it was like, OK, it's between five teams. And we might need a wiki on this, but because uh, I can't remember all of it. But it was like between the Wizards, the Sea Dogs. And that's all I can remember. I remember this. Fairy the, McFairy face. Yeah, pretty much. But the Sea Dogs was it was almost the Washington mother farting Sea Dogs as our basketball team. Pass. Yeah, pass. Instead, let's go with the Wizards, which is equally as dumb. I hate it. The basketball team in D.C. is also a dumpster fire right now. Every single player on our team is a max, super max contract, and they're getting paid $200 million, and we were in the NBA draft lottery this year for being one of the worst teams. For being one of the worst teams, Jesse, do you want to talk about your favorite Washington team, our hockey team? Oh, if we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Washington sports, we're talking about the Washington Capitals, the, the, the defending, and eh, not so much defending Stanley Cup champions anymore, uh, but man, oh, man i've waited my entire life for a championship in dc and the capitals brought me one and it was like christmas morning every morning for a year up until they got knocked out just recently but i still am found frequently parading naked with my fake stanley cup replica that i got at my bachelor party and just getting alexander ovechkin's face tattooed onto my chest just kicking kelly scrooge cane to the curb and just saying christmas is here and the christmas duck is ready to be cooked here to stay what about or baseball baseball we have the washington nationals which is an interesting uh topic in dc um because the washington nationals uh were an expansion team uh, they came about in the time that i was in middle school early high school 2004 
four, I think, was their what inaugural season. What does an expansion season. team mean? It means it's not an original team of a pro sport. So when a pro sports league starts, they've got, you know, hey, here's our 10 teams we're starting with. If they add a city later on in a team, then it's labeled an expansion team. And actually, it was like they relocated because it, it was the Montreal Expos and they they moved to Washington. So it was like a lot of old Expos players were I'm on sorry, our team. So our Nationals, the team that belongs in Washington, D.C., is actually from Montreal. Yeah, a Montreal export. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so this is a tricky Seems one like because I, I grew up a, a huge Baltimore Orioles fan, and I'm still a Baltimore Orioles fan. Uh, it's the next closest team geographically to oh, the yeah. D.C. area. Yeah, so, um, and, you know, talking about the Washington Capitals winning last year, the Baltimore Orioles were also the worst team in baseball last <laughs> year. They only had 47 wins out of 162 games. It was a complete and utter dumpster fire. Dumpster fire is going to be a term you hear a lot wow. bandied about yeah. during this podcast uh, because it's just constantly on fire except for the Capitals. But okay, what about your horse racing teams? <laughs> oh, the great Washington Sea Biscuits. They're just <laughs> any brilliant. Other, any other teams? Otherwise, I do have the names. Uh, well, there's the, our, our, our MLS team, the DC United. What's MLS? Uh, Major League Soccer oh. is DC United. Actually, probably one of the more successful teams in uh, dc history yeah if we're going even further we used to have an indoor uh hockey uh indoor soccer team called the washington warthogs tickets are still just four bucks you you would you would go to your grocery store and buy like a box of special k and like a gatorade and like here's a coupon for a ticket to a washington warthogs i went to so many indoor soccer games did you Oh, many. Because it's the most fun you can have on the weekend with the whole family. Washington Warthogs. Warthogs. A four family pack for $4. So that they was had the, the most fucking intense commercials. You like, scared me so bad when think, you started doing Think about point. being a kid like in D.C. <laughs> eating like 10 pounds of sugar cereal, being two inches from the screen watching your Saturday morning cartoons like hyped up like you're on crack. And then it goes to commercial break and it's Washington Warthogs in your soccer. <laughs> like that was that's why I'm very the man cool I logo too. Um, oh, the logo was hot, and that's uh, you know I know we're like rapid fire. Let's talk about DC, and we're talking about the Washington Warhogs three minutes into this. Uh, but also, if we want to go any further, they just got an arena football team uh, that won the championship, uh, the Washington Valor. Um, for but that's what? about for uh, arena football AFL. Anyway, oh, we, we're I'm going sorry. way too deep into the Washington like heart of dumpster. So let's move on. So we got the basketball team names when they did have the choice. They were the Sea Dogs, the Express, the Stallions, the Dragons, and the Wizards. Oh my God! Wow, like, come name the team the Washington Monuments. The wa- monuments are tall. They're huge. Yeah. They're big. They yeah. can block a wicked shot. They can slam dunk yeah, like a they've wham, got bam, 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 bam. Lincoln's got. Who cares if they're vertical. from Montreal? No one's gonna question it if you're called the Monuments. Wrong sport, but oh. yeah. <laughs> But anyway, Washington right. Warthogs, what were we talking about? Uh, well, I think we're out of time. I'm going to do three out? minutes oh. from here on out, so I'll put three for the next okay, question. Okay, great. Oh, I thought that was five minutes for the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to hear... I'm sorry. Silence. I want to <laughs> hear... I was trying to decide which one was... Okay, what are some legends of DC sports? Like, things that like everyone in DC is like, oh yeah, remember that dot 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 or you you love so and so or whoever. If I was just going to do a rambling list, I mean, good lord. I mean, you have like uh Joe Gibbs, uh Joe Theismann, uh Mark Rippin, uh Alex Ovechkin, um 
uh, Bryce Harper until recently. What he just sports left. are these from? Mostly football. Joe was saying. I I, yeah. I would say legend wise, like in terms of like biggest moment. In oh DC sure. Sports, well, no, like you're right. Yeah. You were yeah. nailing it, but like. In DC sports, when you think of like that moment, I think it's probably in the Super Bowl. In Super Bowl, uh, I don't know the number, but it was like in the whatever. John Riggins had a very uh, a famous run in the Super Bowl, and it's like always in the top ten plays of Super Bowl history, where he had like a forty yard run, and he had this like wicked stiff arm while a guy was pulling his jersey down, and John Riggins was like. Uh, just a big, drunk, like red-haired, curly, like every man, forty-year-old running back. He would drink like a case of Bush Light after like every <laughs> practice and like game. Like, just you don't see that kind of legend in pro sports anymore. Where it's like you can just say, forget conditioning, forget you know taking care of your body, eating right. Just I'm gonna down twenty-four cold ones and then run over you the next. He was kind of like a John Belushi. Uh, kind of, yeah. Mixed yeah. with like little orphan Annie, like it was <laughs> in his, with the red hair. But uh, he, he, his nickname was the Diesel. And uh, but yeah, this this play was probably the one of the more legendary plays. Yeah. Up until like probably Lars Eller scoring the game winner in Games Five for the Washington Capitals this last year. Uh, that was a that was a big thing because that, that was the, the first champion. That was the first championship DC had since 1992. Before uh, which was the Redskins. And in between 1992 and 2018, the there was only one team that made a finals appearance in any sport what? in in DC, and that was the Capitals in 1998, 99. Um, they were the last team to make it to the finals. No team had made it to the conference finals in DC since the Capitals made it in 98. So like we were in a drought of not only Super Bowls or championships, a drought of like the round before that. You can just listen to that dumpster fire just crack all the way. You, you could listen. And so when the Capitals won, it was not even like, oh, they won. They also was the first time a team had gone to the conference finals. Wow. And since I was like a wee little toddler in a dirty diaper, like rolling around in my crib, like I was just, ooh. Are uh, people diehard fans about DC sports if they're from DC or is it just you two? <laughs> we are the That's only a new two. Question, by the way. We are the only two. DC is interesting because it's like a transient city, and there's a lot of of transplants that come in there, like to run the government, and uh, they're just hanging with Mitch McConnell and everything. But they're they're the answer's both. It's hard, you know. Yeah, it it's you know the, the I'm I'm ashamed to say that I don't think it has the energy that a Chicago does or a Boston does. I'm ashamed to say. No, you're blessed. That has like that rabid sports bar on every corner. Like we're all in all the time. I think our fans probably, I mean, are a little bit more fair weather than some other cities, but there's also a still a large contingent of people that love the sports. And like when, you know, the Capitals won the Stanley Cup, I mean, the entire downtown area was covered in people it was like three times the amount of people as the most recent inauguration like wow so, well, so we which isn't much three people <laughs> yeah like <laughs> three people in the streets screaming their heads off but it was a very hungry city and joe's right like if we were a consistent winner i think it's got potential to be a like when 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 crowds in dc are going like at capitals games or when the redskins are good when like we had rg3 it, it's an intense environment when they're not on a roll, it's other teams' fans in our stadium constantly. And, and the droughts can be so long yeah. to, to get people excited that it's, 
it it's hard to get the gas turned yeah. on. And it's one of those areas too where there's so much good stuff to do that like mm. if the teams aren't doing well, people are just going to go do something else. Yeah, like, like sign a legislative bill. I was going to say like picket in front of the White House or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um can you guys tell me who is the most hated person in sports in DC? I would say probably Daniel Snyder. Why? He's the owner of the Redskins. He took over in 1992. He was kind of like a stock. He still is like just a schmarmy stock billionaire type asshat. I'll tell you why. This th- I, I say him because there was a guy that wrote and published an email, Insane Health, that talked about how he got a call from his father saying he saw Daniel Snyder in the road and his aged father asked if he thought he should run him over because he'd had a good life and do the whole city a favor. Like he said, I'm at the end of my time here as one last grand gesture. Should I run over the owner of our football team with my pickup truck? And that's, that's a pretty resounding yeah. hate. If, Says something about something. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he is like a little Napoleon Bonafart, like he's just a turd. Everyone hates him. There's not a lot of people that like him. Why it, is he still doing it? Because you can't unseat the a owner, yeah. billionaire who bought the team and oh, ba- yeah. So you he can't unseat. The he basically, owner. when he bought the team, they just started paying. Like they became known for like we're gonna write a three hundred million dollar check and bring all of the superstars to DC and like form a football super team. Which, like, on paper looked amazing, but on the field looked like a used piece of toilet paper. Like, it was a disgusting mess at FedEx Field. Yeah. Uh, but but Joe's right. Dan Snyder, definitely amongst the fans, is, like, the most hated person in D.C. If we're talking about athletes that are coming to D.C. and people are like, I hate that guy. Oh, that's a good take. Right now is, like, Bryce Harper, who was the big Nationals, like, farm system guy. They Well, they drafted him. Baseball superstar. Ready to go. All summer, I think we've mentioned him before in this podcast, but he just signed a $333 million yeah. contract with the Phillies, who are the Washington Nationals' rival. So all summer, he was like teasing where he's going to go, and Nationals fans were like, come back to us, Bryce. And he was like, maybe. <laughs> and then like they offered him $300 million, and he said no, and then boom, he signs with a rival. Wow. Uh, and now is getting booed in Philly with his 1.188 batting average Boo. over the last couple games. Boo. Anyway, like I said, I'm an Orioles fan, and they wow. suck. But Okay. Yeah. So those are probably the two top top hated people and anyone wearing a Dallas Cowboys jersey. Yeah. Why? That's the Washington Redskins' biggest rival, and the Cowboys are just. How is that their biggest rival? It's like Redskins versus Cowboys, and like and they're in the same division. In the same region. We are the. It's uh, yeah. We're in the same division. Look, when we get to our football podcast episode. We can talk about that because I'm sure we'll cover that kind of ground and that yes. kind of helpful yes. factual information. Yep. Um, oh, wait, we've already done it. Oh, OK. Um, all right. My final question of the night. What is your favorite memory from sports in D.C.? This is, I think Joe and I have similar, I'm not going to say the Washington Capitals because that's the easy one. There was, uh, Joe and I think of a similar story in this, but there was a quarterback named Gus Farratt who played for the Washington Redskins. I could go multiple ways with this. There's a lot of Gus Farratt stories, but he was the quarterback of the Washington Redskins 
and he was always like GQ's like finest looking man and he had these like thick eyebrows and he's like Sue he's like pretty face coming in and he in one game on Monday Night Football against the New York Giants Gus Farad it was a close game NFC East battle my dad and my sister were at this game Gus Farad I was I was in seventh or eighth grade Gus Farad takes the ball he snaps it if you remember from the centaur Oh, yes. Uh-huh. He drops back to pass, except there's no one open. So he takes the ball. He shoves it he, down his pants. He shoves it down <laughs> his pants and says, look. No, he takes the ball, holds it, runs, and he what? runs into the end zone and scores a touchdown. And the, the Redskins go up against their rival, the Giants. And the crowd is going crazy. It's Monday Night Football. We've been a dumpster fire team Cowboys. for a very long time. Okay. Well, we have three rivals, Philadelphia Eagles, the New York Giants, and Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Cowboys are our biggest one. So anyway. He scores a touchdown. Uh-huh. When you score a touchdown, what do you do? We've talked about this in the football podcast. Cash you, register. You ring the cash register. No, but Gus Farad, not today. Not today. He had a new celebration. Uh-oh. He lowered his head, turned it down, started charging towards the wall behind the end zone, and headbutted the wall. Underneath the, the green mat, like, that's there, you know, like, where the fans uh-huh. are cheering, there was a concrete... <laughs> Like a con- a concrete slab, and he just headbutted into it. But we, and we didn't know this. Quick tangent: watching <laughs> Joe is getting choked up. Getting choked up. Watching from TV, you just saw him run off screen in out of the frame into the. Yeah, sorry. That's all I wanted no, to add. And 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 he pulls his head back from the wall and. Like, I've never seen someone, like, see stars before, like, like I saw. He pulls his head back, and clearly something is wrong, and he's lost his balance. No! And, like, kind of starts to fall back. And then, like, you find out, like, next series, he's taken out of the game. He has, like, a fractured neck. <gasps> and, like, didn't even play for, like, the rest of the season. And the, the fans of the game, like, this is before Twitter and all that stuff, they're like, what happened? Like, what happened to him? But, like... I'm sorry, our star, our star quarterback rammed his head into the wall and fractured his neck. Like, that, if that doesn't describe DC sports, then <laughs> nothing else does. Rewind. Two weeks before <laughs> the incident, I'm in elementary school, and we find out that we have a special assembly this afternoon. To so, clarify, this is your favorite memory, or this is just a memory? They're they're just we're just all Gus Farad memories. Okay, they're forgotten for memories. Cool. It's, uh, we're gonna have a special assembly this afternoon, um, and so we all go down to the gym, and uh, in my uh, small private Catholic school, and we all sit by by class in neat little rows, and our principal gets up there and lets us know that we have a special speaker that's going to talk to us about the dangers of doing drugs, the importance of staying in school, and respecting our bodies. Please give a warm St. Timothy's Catholic School welcome for Redskins quarterback, (laughs) Gus Farratt. Flash forward to a couple weeks after that. I'm... I'm, go, Go ahead. I'm watching this man... Be wheeled off the field in a stretcher after celebrating a touchdown by running his head and neck full speed into a concrete wall after a one-hour lecture on respecting my body. 
and then a couple weeks later, I'm at my youth basketball like fundraiser. The sequel. The sequel. It's the CYA Chantilly Youth Association basketball, and like everyone's there. The entire youth league gets invited for the guest speaker, Gus Farad, and we're all there and. And the entire time we're waiting and like everyone's taking like half court shots and they're like, okay, like drop $5. We're doing the little raffle tickets. And they're like, okay. And they're, they're clearly stalling. Like even as a seventh grade kid, I'm like, okay, this event is not Should very good. Should have been good. over like a half hour. And um, we're, they're kind of like, okay, Gus Rott's going to be coming soon. He's going to be coming soon. And they're like pulling more names out of the raffle hat. And I'll never forget this guy. Just like this big guy. Just like, okay, well, let's pull another name out of the raffle. And he's like clearly frustrated. He pulls a name out. And it's like very Simpsons moment. The person was Ben Dover. And he was like, okay, like I've had enough. I've had enough. Like, who did this? Ah! And then, like, another speaker we've never seen before comes out and says, like, apologies, but Gus Fry will not be making it tonight. Probably because he was still in the emergency room yeah. getting his neck, his body that he's he took oh so together. much care of pieced together because our quarterback was Humpty Dumpty and he fell into a wall on his own decision, leading his egg head into a concrete slab. If that doesn't sum up DC sports, then GD it. I don't know what else does. When you did say that he bowed his head and bent over... I thought he was going to take a massive dump on the floor. <laughs> so I was expecting you to be like, and then pulled down his pants and gave the biggest dump in NFL history you've ever seen. And that, my friends, epitomizes DC sports. I mean, what you're describing, he basically did to our season. He took a big fra- a dump so big it fractured his neck. But man, that's can you imagine? <laughs> that's well, what I went. Touchdown, Washington! Because you what said, "What is the quarterback doing?" I mean, after you sever all the nerves in your neck, he probably did just lose total bowel control. So. <laughs> Earlier, you shoved the ball in his pants. No, it looks like he rotated around to the back because there's a huge load in his shorts. Oh my all god! Right. Yeah, well, that's DC sports. I love job, that we could have chosen like the Redskins winning the Super Bowl, the Capitals winning the nope. Scale. nope, it's just Gus Fraud running his fucking head into a wall. You gotta follow your heart, baby. <laughs> you gotta follow your neck. Well, that's about it from us. Tune in next week to hear us do a few backflips, a few roundoffs, and a few high kicks into a sport I like to say rhymes with pimnastics. That was really bad. Thanks, as always, to my co-host, Jesse and Joe, and our senior producer, capable editor, and wiki fiend, Wiki Jim. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Kelly from Unsportsy, signing off. Unsportsy.